0: Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again that we have the privilege to come and do this together. We thank you for the technology. We thank you for your Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and understanding. We ask that you will help us to present clearly and that those who follow along will be blessed. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled Unto the Church of Thyatira, unto the church of Thyatira. Our verse is Revelation two eighteen. It says, and unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, these things saith the son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass. King James Version. Here we come to the fourth church in our list, the Church of Thyatira. And this church represents a a grievous period. This church represents God's church in its greatest apostasy. It is the dead church. And it ranges... It's listed as the time from 538 A.D. to 1798 A.D. Now, remember, we started with the Apostolic Church, which was Ephesus, from about 31 A.D. to 100 A.D. Then we went to Smyrna, the persecuted Church, from about 100 A.D. to 313. Then we went to Pergamos, the Compromising Church, from 313 A.D. to 538 A.D. And now we're in full-blown apostasy. We are dead. The church is dead. And that's from 538 to 1798. Okay. This represents some grievous activity. And this is the longest message to any of the churches. And it is a brutal message. Okay now there are some in there even when the church was in its worst state there were still individual members who were holding on to god but it is not a good time it's not a good time for them it's not a good time for the church many all 200 years of corrupting influences have led to a very bad place so let's look at the entire letter to this church and unto the angel of the church in thyatira write these things saith the son of god hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass i know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first all right started with works it ended with works notwithstanding i have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman jezebel which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So if you look carefully, this was a trend because in the compromising church in Pergamos, we saw Balaam who was teaching the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And now here we have Jezebel who fancies herself a prophetess and she is teaching and seducing his servants to commit fornication and eat things sacrificed to idols. Jesus continues, And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts and i will give unto every one of you according to your works but unto you i say and unto the rest in thyatira as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of satan as they speak i will put upon you none other burden but that which ye have already hold fast till i come this is an important part of the message because christ acknowledges that the church was very corrupt and and if you notice the timeline there's a ton of corruption you had the 200 years sliding into the corruption by being compromising and then you have 1260 years of corruption so you can imagine that anyone born in that time is going to find it difficult to know the truth because they would be surrounded by error but clearly the Holy Spirit did not stop working during this time. And as we see and will continue to see, um, a Reformation rose up during that window of, of chaos. And during that time, light was still shown in darkness. And those who got the message of, of revival and Reformation, even though they did not necessarily have a complete message, the Lord said, Hey, As much as you get that, which you have hold fast, the truth that you have hold fast. There may be some error that you've got, but the truth that you have. Hold fast. I'm not going to put an additional burden on you. Okay. God is merciful. God is merciful. And a lot of times, um, we probably should have a podcast on this. The idea that those who have more light have more responsibility. Those who have less light have less responsibility. Nobody has no responsibility. Okay, there's no one anywhere in the world who has so little light as to be able to have zero responsibility. God shines light of some level everywhere. And we need to live up to the light that we have. The people in far flung reaches of the planet who barely have heard anything about the word of God and don't have access to the written word, they're not going to be held to the same level of, of, uh, responsibility as you or I, people are always asking, Oh, but what about the people who never heard and the people who never this God knows how much light he gave them. He will show us eventually as part of the, the judgment process, how much light everyone received. And they will be judged according to the light that they receive, not according to the light that you or I have received. This is a long passage and Christ identifies himself in one of the most powerful ways, one of the most direct ways, as the son of God who hath his eyes like unto flame of fire and his feet are as fine brass are like fine brass. He identifies himself in a very powerful way in A somewhat of a scary way Um, certainly he's emphasizing his divine attributes in a different way than he does in some of the other letters and he's reminding the church that is dead that the church has a head who is Christ and he's going to take care of his church And if they are not going to awaken to the call, it's going to be bad. Here's the promise, Revelation 2.26. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. And I will give him the morning star. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. This is the first of the messages that ends with he that hath an ear to hear. Okay? The promise is given first, and the warning, the reminder, the exhortation to hear is given next. Again, this is very powerful. Um, What's kind of interesting here is that in verse 20, Christ says, I have a few things against thee. But it names what looks like one thing. It says, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophet, to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Multiple things that she's doing. If you want to really look at it, I have a few things against thee, because you tolerate Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. You allow her to teach And you allow her to seduce my servants to commit fornication. And you allow her to seduce my servants to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So even though we would tend to look at this as I'm annoyed about Jezebel, there are very specific things that God is calling out, that Christ is calling out here in his um, letter. And they... They're itemized because God is particular like that. By the way, sometimes I will correct myself. Like I said, God is saying, Christ is saying. There are times where I do that for precision purposes. And then afterwards, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not as though Christ isn't God that I didn't have to say it that way. But the truth is, he's clearly identified as the son of God very much so because he says so in verse 18 so it's just a matter of precision and accuracy or maybe even more precision um it's just a matter of precision it's not because i'm suggesting that christ and the father are different in any meaningful way as it pertains to commands right they're clearly two different entities The father is not the son, the son is not the father, but they're both God as we've done in other podcasts. They're both God and their word is to be obeyed. They're both to be worshiped, right? So every now and then just out of habit, if I say, if I use the broader term and then realize I could have used the the more precise term in either direction, right? If I say Christ when I meant to say the father, I say the father when I meant to say Christ, I will likely correct it, but almost every time that I do that mentally, I'm saying to myself, why did I bother? (laughs) Because the truth is they, um, they have the same level of authority. And there are places in the Bible where, where that statement could be a little bit more nuanced, but for all intents and purposes, they are both members of the deity. Okay. But Jesus is speaking here. Jesus is clearly speaking here, and he identifies himself as the speaker. Hold fast. That which you already have, hold fast till I come. Even in the worst state that God's church found itself in, there were members of that church that were sincere and that were living up to whatever lights that they had. And Christ told them, continue to live up to that light. Continue to hold fast to that which you have. I'm not going to ask you to do more than that right now, given everything that's going on around you, but just hold on to that which you have. When we find ourselves in places of struggle, places of challenge, understand that God is selling us, hold on to that which I've given you. Okay, That doesn't mean we shouldn't seek for more light and more understanding, but it means that the Lord understands what what, um, situation he puts us in. We're promised in 1 Corinthians 10 that we'll never be given anything that we can't bear that's too great for us. So what the Lord sees fit to put upon us is what he knows we can bear by his grace and relying upon his strength. And so let's hold fast to that which god has given to us and let's encourage one another and prepare ourselves this is again the fourth church thyatira our verse says and unto the angel of the church in thyatira write these things saith the son of god who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass. Flame of fire, also a symbol for the Holy Spirit. Revelation 2, 18. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness and your love to us. We thank you for your protection We thank you for you protecting your church, not just us as individuals and as families, but you protected your church and your word all these years, even though some hideous tribulation fell upon your church. Still, you were there and you kept over your church during that time. Please bless us, Lord. Help us that we will live up to the light that you've seen fit to give us. Help us that we'll share with others and that we'll search for even more light. Help us to do what is right and pleasing in your sight and to be prepared for your soon return. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcasts where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and other topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Remember, please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.